in South Africa, we have three drugs that we use together to treat um, most people with HIV, and tenofovir is one of those three drugs. So what is the study actually saying, and, and what is it that we ought to be concerned about at this point? Yeah, so this study has actually been misreported in, you know, by a number of media institutions, um, and it's not quite as bad as it sounds. So the study doesn't look at everyone who's HIV positive. It also doesn't look at everyone who's on HIV treatment. Um, they only looked at people who are on treatment and taking this tenofovir drug. And among those people, they found that um, in sub-Saharan Africa, about 60% um, of those who failed on that treatment, so for who that treatment stopped working, of those, 60% had resistance. So that 60% is a bit of a misleading number. The actual the number is much, much lower. And um, I see the study also suggests that uh, middle and low-income countries had higher tenofovir resistance than high-income countries. So do we know what's causing the resistance? Yeah, so the study doesn't clearly show what causes it, but it gives us some clues. Um, So, for example, one of the kind of big findings is that people who don't get viral load tests and that's a test that looks how much HIV there is in your body. People who don't get those tests are at much higher risk of developing resistance. Um, so what that tells us is we have to make sure that everyone is HIV positive in South Africa and on treatment should get a viral load test every year. And the, the reason that is important is that on a viral load test, if you see someone suddenly has more virus in their body, that's a sign that that the medicine isn't suppressing the virus anymore and that the person has to switch to different medicines. So clearly that would pose further risks uh, if uh, people are then displaying this tenofovir resistance. So are there any new uh, prevention methods out there at the moment? Yeah, I mean, the issue with tenofovir is more a treatment issue. Um, I mean, this study doesn't tell us anything about how it's being used as part of um, HIV prevention efforts. The one really important thing we do have to take from all this is that there is a new a need for new, better drugs. Um, and there are some medicines under development that are much more robust, so they don't, you know, we won't come, become resistant to them so easily. But there are still some big trials that need to happen before we can get those drugs. And they they work in a different way to tenofovir, so it's a whole different class of drug. Um, and we're thinking that those drugs will be much better. So uh, just a bottom line at there, Marcus, for us. So you're saying um, whoever comes across this particular uh, study, whoever has been reading it, not to be too concerned about it? Yeah, we don't panic. There is one of the best drugs we have. It, it has a very, very few side effects. Um, it's actually, there's an interesting history behind it. We used to have a drug called D4T um, in the early 2000s, until about 2010. And D4T was the drug that caused lipodystrophy, um, where people had this fat displacement. And, you know, that was quite stigmatizing for people. The thing with the tenofovir is it doesn't have those problems. So it's actually a very good drug. And, you know, the... While we need to be concerned about resistance, um, it's something that if you take your treatment every day, if you get your viral load test every year, it's, it's not something to worry about.